Hi, and welcome to, we haven't even named our show yet. For today, we're going to call it The Influence Show with Dr. Donald Moyne. I'm your co-host, Eric Lofholm, and we are excited to be with you. We are creating this show in the moment. This is our first time live streaming together. And uh, of course, Dr. Moyne and I go way back to the 90s. It's been now... Almost 30 years, Dr. Moyne, that you and I have been connected. And um, why don't we start off and uh, why don't you tell tell our listeners a little bit about about you so they can get to know you a little bit. Great. Well, first of all, welcome, everybody. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to be here. Eric and I are going to make it very worth your while. And as we do future episodes, we want to encourage you to actively participate uh, send in your questions. Uh, we're going to take topics that you most want to hear about in the current world of sales. We're going to address them all. We may have some hot seats. Uh, we're very excited. Very quickly, my background, I worked my way through nine years of college as a salesman. And after a while, I got pretty good at it. When I was in graduate school, I was making enough money working part-time in sales to buy a house in the same neighborhood that my college professors lived in, which kind of blew their minds and um, bought a nice uh, four-bedroom, two-bath house. So that kind of convinced me that sales is where it's at. Uh, I was making as much money as an assistant college professor working part-time in sales. So when you get a PhD, folks, one of the things you have to do is you have to do a dissertation, which is an original contribution to the world of knowledge. And you have to pick a topic. You want to put a lot of thought into that because the topic you choose may define really for the rest of your career what people see you as an expert in. Well, I decided to combine my twin passions, sales, and the other thing that I was absolutely fascinated by is language, psycholinguistics, the science of words and language. And I spent two and a half years of my life studying sales superstars. I was able to record some of them, and that was back in the day of cassette tapes, if some of you remember those, and I transcribed those tapes. And I did a linguistic analysis that turned into a dissertation that was picked up by the media, led to a cover story in Psychology Today magazine. And as a young guy in my mid-20s, I was hired by Wall Street. I was, I was hired by Wall Street. And I was, uh, by that time, I had left University of Oregon, where I earned my PhD. And I was flying, I was living in Los Angeles, and I was regularly flying back and forth from Los Angeles to New York, flying the red eye, leaving 1130 at night, getting in about five in the morning in New York, hitting my hotel room, taking a cab to Wall Street and training stockbrokers all day. So that was baptism by fire. I learned a lot from them. And then I, after that, I worked with General Motors. I worked with a lot of Fortune 500 companies, worked with a lot of small companies, a lot of startups. For two and a half years, Eric and I have been working with a very exciting startup called Occutrex, which is in the medical technology business. And uh, they have the best treatment in the world for age-related macular degeneration. They, can, they have a technology that will enable millions of people 
who can barely see right now to have clear vision. So we're very excited about that. And uh, about 19, early 1990s, I met Eric. I'll let Eric tell you the story about how we met. It's pretty exciting. It's a lot of fun. And it took us up to this great uh, partnership relationship, took us up to here we are today, 2023. Fantastic. Well, it's been quite the run, Dr. Moyne. And uh, what we thought we would have the show be about is uh, influence. And it's, it's a broader conversation than just sales because influence impacts your personal relationships. It impacts your romantic relationships. It impacts if you um, your meal's not cooked properly at the restaurant and uh, you want them to uh, fix it or reduce the bill, you know, how do you communicate with them? And um, Dr. Moynes made a, you know, study this scientifically in, in college and he's had a career of working with people in influence and I've had a career in working with influence as well. So we're excited to be with you. We're going to do this show on a weekly basis. Uh, today's our kickoff show, and although today's Tuesday, we're going to be doing the show on uh, Mondays. Mondays at 4, and we'll be live streaming across multiple platforms, including LinkedIn. So you can always catch us live on LinkedIn. And uh, we will be creating a website as we get more organized with uh, what we're going to call the show. And we'll have a cool website, and, and uh, we'll probably podcast it so... You can catch the recording if you can't make it live. So this is for anybody that wants to learn how to get more yeses in your life, how to be more persuasive, how to have more influence. And one thing, Dr. Moyne, that is um, you and I both are NBA fans. And we are. Uh, there's a lot happening with the NBA. Your favorite team, is it the Clippers? <laughs> I love the Clippers. I love the Lakers. I've become a little bit more of a Clipper fan in recent years. I used to be a gigantic Lakers fan, but I like to root for the underdog. The Clippers still have not, you know, won at all. And uh, But uh, right now, tonight, I'm a Lakers fan because I'm rooting for LeBron James to set an all-time scoring record, either tonight or, I guess, tomorrow night, or, or yeah, tomorrow night. Um, and it's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. He's finally going to break. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, which I thought would be one of those few sports records that would never be broken. But King James is going to do it. You know, an interesting thing about LeBron, I, I saw an interview with him today on the um, sports site, um, an inter some video on the internet. Mm -hmm. And he said that when he was a teenager, he dreamed about uh, being rookie of the year and being MVP and winning championships. He said he never dreamed about becoming the all-time leading scorer. And it's just something that happened. And so tonight or tomorrow is likely the night that that record is going to fall. And why don't we have our, our first influence discussion? Uh, let's talk about Kyrie Irving because he used influence and got the Nets to trade him. And so um, – Anything? Did you follow that story at all, Doctor Moyne? And yeah, I, I followed it. I followed it a little bit. You know, that's uh, we're just doing this live, folks. I was not prepared to talk about this, but there's there's many different types of influence, and sometimes there can be a beneficial effect of negative influence. You can kind of make yourself a little bit. Sometimes you want to make yourself a little bit undesirable. There are many variations of this. I, I want to stimulate your thinking. 
sometimes you want to play hard to get. You don't want to, uh, you know, there, there's a saying in the field of romance that uh, a guy does, well, I, actually, I, I don't want to, I, I can't think of the exact saying, so I'm not going to repeat it. But, um, uh, you know, what my understanding of what Kyrie did is that he made himself undesirable. And, um, the, and he, you know, kind of demanded a trade. And sometimes you can get what you want by having high standards, by being a little bit difficult. I don't recommend it as your go-to strategy. It does not work in sale, in, in most areas of sales. But in certain areas of luxury sales, um, you know, it's it, one version of it is the takeaway. If someone's looking at, for example, uh, a Lamborghini, uh, you know, you, you have to tell them. It's almost a duty. You have to tell them, you know, this is a lot of car. Are you sure you can drive a car like this? And, you know, it, it, you, you tell them what the price is and then to get them more excited. So you kind of take it away. You know, you, you want to let them know you're going to have to take driving lessons. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to pay for your driving lessons. I can see, Eric, that you're really excited about this car. I know you drive a Porsche right now, but this is a whole other animal. And, uh, you know, if you can do a deal today, I'm going to pay for your driving lessons you, and you describe the special track they go to the celebrities that go to the track you know if you think you can handle it so there's there's a lot of we could have a whole show just on takeaways uh, the problem that a lot of people have in sales is they're too eager and uh the, the customer asks for this and they ask for that you know i i want let's let's stay with the car example um uh Someone says, well, can I get this car in red? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can get it in red. No problem. Well, can I get it with these special wheels? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get it with special wheels. And, you, you know, they ask for all these things and they say, ah, I don't want it. And, you know, instead, the I, I've studied, I've worked with some highly successful salespeople. I wrote about a couple of them in one of my books called Unlimited Selling Power, which I wrote with Dr. Ken Lloyd. And a much better approach I found with uh, people who are very successful at selling cars is to say, well, I don't know, red, you know, Eric, that's that's actually our most popular color for this model. They're, they're really in high demand. Uh, I think we might have one in the back or we might have one coming in, but it may already be reserved. If I could get you the red car, would you be, pre be prepared to do a deal today. So you kind of take it away from them. You let them struggle a little bit. You know that it's rare. You let them know it's valuable. And then you ask them for something in return. Would you be prepared to do a deal today? Back to the uh, Kyrie example. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the ways that he got that trade is he, he used the leverage that he had. Mm -hmm. He basically said, like, I'm not going to be happy if you don't trade me and mm -hmm. he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And mm -hmm. so here's this asset in Kyrie that the team mm -hmm. would potentially lose the asset for nothing. And so mm -hmm. he was pointing out the consequences of not taking action. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem with what he did is it leaves a lot of damage with relationships. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you'll see 
you know, really powerful, persuasive people that get their way, mm -hmm. but at an extreme cost. Mm -hmm. So if you ever use a technique like that, where you're using leverage, like, like in a marriage, you oh, know, yeah. one of the things that I would discourage all of you from doing if mm -hmm. Dr. When I were both married is to um, never threaten to leave your spouse. Mm -hmm. Because if, if I did that with my wife, unfortunately, I've never done that. But if I did that, there's a little piece that I can't, you, you can't unring a bell mm -hmm. and you can't take that back. And, you know, a lot of people that are in marriages will, they'll, you, they'll play that card and it's basically mm -hmm. a Kyrie card. They'll threaten it mm -hmm. and maybe they get their way. Maybe they don't, but there's a cost. Mm -hmm. So we have to really understand, you know, how do these influence tools work? Mm -hmm. so we can get the results that we want. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share one other insight about being eager in sales is sometimes you got to just let the deal breathe. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I will step back and kind of remove myself energetically from the deal, wait a few days, mm -hmm. wait a week, depends mm -hmm. on the deal. Sometimes I'll wait even longer mm -hmm. and then I'll come back to the table. So they're not feeling my eagerness, mm -hmm. which often does not help get a sale to the finish line. Mm -hmm. um, anything you, you want to comment on what I just shared about Dr. Moyne? That's excellent advice. You know, in, in, if you threaten your spouse in a marriage with a divorce, you know, that's the nuclear option. And you, you really never want to do that. It's, it's uh, a marriage is like the ultimate relationship built on trust. And one of the things, Eric and I have done a lot of live seminars. Sometimes we spend half a day, even longer, just on the subject of building trust. I have a saying, if any of you are taking notes, you may want to write a couple notes down, that no trust equals no sales. It's like a mathematical equation. No trust equals no sales. And the more trust you have, the easier it is to get a sale. If someone is dealing with a person they really trust. Maybe it's their brother, their sister, their parents. You know, it's just there's just implicit built-in trust over decades. You know, my brother would never screw me, uh, and that person suggests um, a certain course of action, doing something, investing in something. You're much more likely to take action. So, it takes a lot of effort to and some and skills. Eric and I can maybe that'd be a great topic to discuss in one of the shows is to talk about the skill sets that can facilitate and speed up building trust. Because Eric and I know that all of you folks, you know how to build trust, but the problem is that it may be taking you too long. You might have to spend, you know, in financial planning. I do a lot of work with financial planners and top insurance agents. I've had people brag to me, Hey, Dr. Moyne, you know that guy I was telling you about that I was having those meetings with? I finally got him as a client. It took nine meetings. And I said, wow, that's great. Congratulations. Um, you know, what? what's the size of his portfolio? How much are you going to manage in assets? Oh, he's got $100,000. Now, folks, that $100,000 may sound like a lot, but if you're managing assets, that is nothing. You know, you want to have clients that have a half a million dollars for you to manage, a million dollars for you to manage. You can't make any money, you know, 
acquiring clients with $100,000. And if he has spent nine meetings to get this client and he's not going to make any money from, you know, that's not really a victory for either one of them. So what we're going to talk about in a future show is how to speed up the trust building process. It takes time. It takes skill. It takes energy. But what takes very little time, skill, or energy is to destroy trust. So trust is precious. Do everything you can to preserve it. Don't threaten it. Don't threaten your spouse. Don't threaten your children. You know, look for kind, loving, supportive, humanistic ways to create a win-win situation. Because really, folks, what it's all about, the way I see it now, it's about repeat business. You know, anyone can get one sale, but in so many sales environments, it's about repeat business. I know that Eric has clients who have been with him for many, many, many years. Uh, Eric and I have been together for almost three decades now. You know, these are the kind of relationships that don't just help you build a career, but it, it builds a life. I mean, you, there's so many wonderful shared experiences that you have that uh, you can learn from together, prosper from together. So cultivate trust. It's a cornerstone of all effective selling. If you're just joining us today, we're calling the show The Influence Show with uh, Dr. Donald Moyne and Eric Lofholm. This is going to be, today's the first show. It's going to be a brand new weekly show. We're going to be live streaming on LinkedIn as well as other channels. Today we're on YouTube and we're also on Facebook. Um, one of the things about our show today is uh, we don't have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Uh, we don't have all the branding and the website and all that figured out. And we're going to create that as we go. And there's a lesson there. And sometimes we do want to cross the T's and dot the I's before we do something. But other times we want to just get out there and do it and take action. And I see a lot of people suffer from analysis paralysis and they're just constantly thinking and they're not in action. So we have a little bit more time today, Dr. Moyne, for our show. Why don't we talk a little bit about um, influencing ourselves to take action? You know, in sales, we need to do the prospecting. We need to do the follow-up. We got to ask for the order. We need to sometimes we go to networking events. Sometimes we're doing stuff on social media, um, like what you and I are doing here. Any any ideas that you would like to share on on how somebody can get them, how they can influence themselves to take more action? You know, folks, there's a variety of powerful techniques. What I like to start with is self-talk. We all talk to ourselves at up to the rate of 200 to 250 words per hour. Whether you're aware of it or not, you are talking to yourself. Right now, as you're watching the show, you might be saying, that's interesting. How can I use that? And if that's what you're saying to yourself, you're going to get a lot more out of it than someone who's saying, I know it all. I know everything about sales. I don't need to listen to this. You know, that's a person with a closed mind. So my first suggestion is to become exquisitely aware of your self-talk. And I have a saying, which is don't talk dirty to yourself. Don't talk dirty to yourself. And I don't mean uh, swearing. Maybe that motivates you. If you cuss at yourself, you get, you know, sometimes getting angry at yourself is what gets you to take action. But when I say talk dirty to yourself, I mean, don't put yourself down. Don't tell yourself, 
oh man, I, I, I accepted this new job. I'm working for this big company. I bit off more than I can chew. I, I don't know if I'm up to this. You want to uh, build yourself up. You want to talk to yourself about your skills, your abilities, about your excitement. You want to frame things in a positive light instead of saying, I'm nervous. Let's say you're invited to be on the show with Eric and I, or you're invited to be on another podcast. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Instead of telling yourself, oh, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, tell yourself, I'm excited. I'm going to do a great job. The host is going to do a great job. We're going to deliver so much value. Program yourself with this type of thinking, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you have children, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give your children is to teach them how to talk positively to themselves. And I'm not just I'm not just uh, talking about telling them that they're wonderful and that they're perfect little little children. I mean that can lead to spoiled brats who feel entitled. But I'm I'm talking about uh, you know that they can uh, that they have the powers within themselves to master any subject in school, to become a great athlete, and 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 that the way to do it is to put in time, to put in energy, to develop discipline. And it's one of the keys to being a great parent and to raising happy, productive uh, kids who become happy, productive adults. So start with developing awareness of your self-talk and then changing the negative self-talk that you find yourself engaging in. Fantastic. I want to chime in and share a, a couple of ideas as well on how to motivate yourself and how to have influence to get yourself to follow through and take action. And the idea I want to talk about is gamification. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now in, in my own selling is I'm gamifying my prospecting. And what that means is I invented a game in my head. I wrote it down. And the game's called 25 Reach Outs to Prospects. And that can be done electronically, like prospecting somebody with a text. It could be an email, a direct message on social media. It could be a phone call. It could even be a walk-in. So the game I'm playing is 25 reach outs Monday through Friday. And I started the game yesterday and in playing the game yesterday, I did 27 reach outs. Now here's the point of the story. If I hadn't done, if I hadn't played the game, I probably would have done five or fewer. So I was motivated to win the game and you can gamify your fitness you can gamify um, all kinds of things. A date night. If you do a date night every week with your spouse or your, your romantic partner, that's a form of gamification. That's something you might really enjoy uh, in, in your life is to gamify. And I want to share a little um, two pieces of content with you guys. And one is um, I did a, a webinar on Friday on prospecting, 45 minutes of solid training, and I got some wonderful feedback. And if you'd like a copy of that training, you can email me, eric at ericoffhome.com, and I'll send it to you. And then Dr. Moyne and I, we did a whole training on mindset that I put up on the YouTube channel. And uh, if you email me for the, the one piece of content, I'll automatically send you this training that Dr. Moyne did on mindset. I think you'll absolutely love that. So just email me at eric at ericoffhome.com. And Dr. Moyne's main social media that he's on is LinkedIn. 
So if you'd like to connect with him or me or both of us, go to LinkedIn, type in Dr. Donald Moyne, type in Eric Offham, connect with us. We would love to connect with you. And uh, I've got another question for you, Dr. Moyne, and then anything else you'd like to share, and we'll, we'll wrap up okay. episode number one. And um, what I would love to hear your answer to, when you wrote your PhD dissertation on what separates sales superstars from average salespeople, what was something that you, as you did the research that you were surprised by, like something you learned and you're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that that's what I was going to find out. Was there, was there anything that really surprised you about what the sales superstars did? You know, uh, that's a great question, Eric. I think one of the things that surprised me, I knew it was a part of what sales superstars did, but I was surprised at how big of a role it plays is what I now call story selling, that sales superstars use so many more stories, word pictures, metaphors than average salespeople. Average salespeople, you know, they say, uh, you know, uh, look at this, look at this on the car, look at that, uh, smell the, uh, look at these nice leather seats. And, you know, whereas the superstar will be telling you a story about, this very successful businessman in town or an athlete that bought this car or maybe just a regular person. And, you know, I just got an email from him. He's so happy. His neighbors are jealous. This, he drives down the street every day and his neighbors, you know, are staring at him this, and he's getting all these compliments on the car. So he's, he, they embed so many points in stories and metaphors and word pictures. It's just like a, for like every point they want to make instead of lecturing you or just giving you some dry facts it's like that reminds me of a story that reminds me of a of a guy just like you and uh or just you know and uh it, it just, it's really a wonderful way of communicating with people and and then as i after i got out of graduate school and got into the business world full time and and started studying powerful communicators in all walks of life, I see that great politicians use stories and uh, great all great religious leaders use stories. Jesus taught with parables and stories. Great parents use stories. That That's a topic we should cover in great detail in one of the shows, Eric, and talk about the different types of stories. So I think that was one of the real surprises because when I went into it, I thought, well, you know, stories are good, but they can kind of waste time. And instead, they actually save time because they hit people on such a deep emotional level that, you know, it, it's really important to get down to a deeper level in sales uh, to make the sale, to, to facilitate the sale, to speed it up. If you just talk like every other salesperson, you're not going to be any more successful than the average salesperson. So that was one of my huge takeaways from all that research. To piggyback on what Dr. Moyne said. So sometimes we can get a great piece of advice. It goes in one ear <laughs> and it goes out the other. Yep. And so over two decades ago, and I, I've been coached by Dr. Moyne now since 1994. And I made a decision way back then because I understood who, how valuable he is to me. Mm 
And so I planted my flag with him. And I said, I'm going to run with Dr. Wayne. As long as he's willing to run with me, I'm going to run with him forever. And I made that decision. And that's been a, it, you know, probably the greatest training decision I ever made was to continue to work with him. And he told me something, I don't know, 25 years ago. I don't know when, it, when exactly it was. It was a long, long time ago. And he said simply this, before you deliver your presentation, figure out the success stories you're going to tell in the order you're going to tell them in. And it went in one ear and it didn't go out the other. It just stayed right there. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. And so when I'm preparing a presentation, I'm going to think in advance, okay, am I going to tell the RV Robinson story, one of my star clients, or the Doak Belt story? Doak went from 36000 a year in income to having months where he made over 36000 a month and ended up buying six rental properties and is now a multimillionaire. So it's like he's 36 grand a year and now he's a multimillionaire. It's an amazing story, right? And so I've told that story hundreds of times. And Dr. Boyd taught me to name the story. So it's the Doke Belt story. There's the Rick Silva story. There's the Kevin Hudeba story. There's the Judy O'Higgins story. And so that one idea, if you're listening right now and you're like, yeah, I've, I've never strategically told stories. I tell them, but just kind of organically in the moment, we're talking about being intentional and really thinking through how to tell the story. And you tell the same story again and again and again and again and again. And uh, that has helped me literally get thousands of sales to the finish line. So this is the kind of content that we are going to be bringing on the weekly show. And the bottom line is, if you want to become better at influence, if you want to become a master of influence, if you want to be more powerful in how you communicate, I believe what Dr. Moyne and I are going to create is, is the premier influence show in the world. And if it's not number one, it's in the top five. And we're going to be coming to you live every week for free, pouring into you. We'll always make sure the, the shows get recorded. If you can't make them, you're not going to want to miss an episode. And uh, I believe we're going to have a wonderful global following of loyal listeners that are going to be so excited to get this content. And tell me if this is true, Dr. Moyne, that in your career, you've never done any kind of regular free show sharing these gold nuggets that you've acquired over your lifetime. That's true. I, that is true. I've been on a few random, I've been on a number of podcasts, but this is going to be a regular commitment that Eric and I, we're going to come to the table. We're going to educate you. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to talk about the pressing sales issues, influence issues of the day. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just, we're going to bring our A game to this. Yeah. Dr. Moyne calls me sometimes the mother Teresa of sales <laughs> training because my prices tend to be so low and I, I give away so much free content. And if you Google me, you know, there's all YouTube videos that I'm always doing this free. And that's just, it's just my nature. My personality motivates me to do that. Uh, but if you go look for content online from Dr. Moyne, there is not a lot of content. So this is your opportunity, somebody who I planted my flag with, and I'm a smart guy, I planted my flag with him um, nearly 30 years ago because I understood the treasure that he is to me in my life. And so I'm so excited that we've created this platform together so you could have access <clears throat> to who I believe is the most brilliant sales mind living today, somebody who has probably done more expert research, scientific research on 
the science of influence than anyone else on the planet. And if he's not number one, he's in the top couple. He's written books about it. You guys want to get his books, um, Unlimited Selling Power, Ultimate Selling Power, Modern Persuasion Strategies is currently out of print, but that's the first NLP-based sales book ever. Just Google books for Dr. Moyne. They're phenomenal. And uh, if you ever have an opportunity to coach with him, um, you know, he's he, he's a premier coach. So the, the fees reflect his quality. If, if you ever have that opportunity, I've had many, many hours with him. And it's just wonderful, the amazing impact that Dr. Moyne has had on my life. So before we wrap up the show, Dr. Moyne, any final thoughts that you'd like to share? I, I want to thank everyone for being here today. Uh, mark your calendars. Let's make it a regular thing if you can possibly uh, be on these shows. We want your participation. We want to hear about your challenges. And uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to, uh, you know, there's a place for having fun in sales. Some people can withstand a lot of pressure. But there's a funny thing about human beings. Uh, even the, the you know, the toughest person, or they're very resistant. I'm not going to buy anything from you. If you get them to relax, if sometimes if you get them to laugh a little bit, people are not good at resisting good feelings. It's healthy to feel good. So we're going to have some fun on the show. We could even talk about the use of humor in one of my books. I don't think any other book ever addressed that, but in the very first book I wrote, which Eric mentioned is out of print in English, it's still in print, some other languages, but you can find used copies uh, on the internet called Modern Persuasion Strategies, which I co-authored with John Hurd, who was my partner at the time. Uh, we have a chapter in there on how to use humor, surprise, and confusion in selling and believe it or not they're all related so we'll we'll talk about that and the show is going to be about learning and about feeling great and about raising your self-esteem and getting all the things that you want and, and that you're going to need to make 2023 an exciting year a deeply fulfilling year and a very rewarding year well, it's been great to be with all of you watching, listening in from all over the world on multiple platforms. For our first show, we've got 19 of you on here live, which is, I think is just phenomenal for our first yeah. show. We barely even promoted it. So thank you all for somehow, some way finding the show. Our next show and moving forward, our time slot will be Mondays at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern, or whatever time zone you're in. So we'll be back here. Whatever channel you're on, we'll be on that channel again next week. And um, we will be getting organized with how to find the recordings. If you're ever unable to make it live or you want to share the recordings with uh, your friends or your, your coworkers. So that's going to wrap up episode number one. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye-bye.